big welcome and happy new episode of Scene 3. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my two always capable hosts, Megan and Shane. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, hey, snoochie boochies. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys going? I'm well. Good. Excellent. And Yourself? you? Oh, so fine. Another week. I'm fresh. It's not the end yet, so... Not the end yet. I'm actually fresher on a Monday than I am. I welcome getting the apocalypse. Get- I think someone like me will thrive in the post-apocalyptic world. Do you think so? I've I always wondered. Is that because you've got no problem being um, cannibalistic? I think that's the biggest problem you've got. To, being able to smash another person's head in and not worry and about. The I don't think I have a problem with that. I'm a germaphobic actually. Well, I'm afraid of like having like contaminated day. water, like. Like food that's infested. See, I could do the violence thing, not a problem. I could learn to shoot a gun. I'd be happy to do yeah. that. But see, it's yeah, and drinking your own weed. Hygiene. That's where you draw the line. Next level stress. You don't, wanna, you don't want to worry about mechanical things like shooting guns. You want to just learn to survive with. Yeah, forget about guns. Good call. Forget about guns. Yeah. yeah. Spear throwing. Is yeah. this a, is yeah. this a future yeah. episode that we're going to do on apocalyptic stuff? <laughs> Have we done <laughs> apocalyptic Fridays? <laughs> I've seen every Walking episode. Dead episode ever yeah. and played all the games. So let's. Like benchmark that yeah, one. Put, the, put, a, put, put that on hold. Put that one on the thinking list. Yeah. What is our thing <laughs> for this say, episode? What are we doing yeah. this week? Uh, we we are doing. We had a suggestion from, yeah, a listener. from a listener. Yep. Thank you, faithful listener. Yes, uh, she suggested we do movies that break the fourth wall, hmm. which or, is good. Or in some cases, lightly tap the fourth. wall. Lightly just brush <laughs> up against the fourth hmm. wall. Yeah. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the movies, but I didn't enjoy the movies. <laughs> didn't love. Um, one of them, but I actually learned something and I was you... super excited about that. Okay. I like the different types of fourth wall that there are in yeah. told in different ways. I think sure. we all chose something that was really, really opposite. For an imagined... There was a difference between the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For an imaginary object that you can't actually see. It's Correct. Nice yeah. The different techniques different that filmmakers way. use, they're not all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good call. I, I mean, yeah. I we should, I mean, I chose High Fidelity. Uh, it's my vomiting. I, think, I think that might have been the movie it's that makes me appreciate. It's a smart movie, well written for smart people. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm it's not just putting a real deep burn in there. Wow. I'm not implying anything. No. Um, yeah, I, I chose High Fidelity. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> what did you choose? Deadpool, my favorite movie of all time. Yep. 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 And uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Big fan. Yep. Honorable mentions. Fourth Wall. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that's the, of course. Which, but yes, that's a yeah. big one. Plus there's yeah. the genie from Aladdin. Don't forget to mention yeah, old mate right, Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Oh, Bugs Bunny loves a bit of yeah. fourth wall. I Just saw like heap totally the other day. Ones. Now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what was, there was quite a few. Uh, I mean, Mel Brooks loves it. Mel Brooks uh, does space like balls, yep. men in tights. Mm-hmm. Why didn't anyone tell me my ass was this big? You've got a nice pair of tits. That's oh, it. sir, you've been away at the war. You've lost your arms. Uh, I was. I thought of like fifteen <laughs> or twenty. I guess. What should we explain? What a fourth wall is for the people who may not fully understand this. Absolutely. Sure, let's do that, and then we'll discuss crossing the line and other technicalities in filmmaking. Yes, I feel like uh, Meg's probably researched this all at her answer. What a fourth as wall usual, is. I'm extremely prepared. Yes, I. But I would also much. like to interject. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth wall is like an imaginary boundary at the front of a stage in traditional senses that you're actually, as a viewer or an actor, not supposed to acknowledge that it exists. Yes. It's like physically you can turn your head and speak directly to an audience or uh, also make light of the fact that the actor is fully aware that they are in a movie. So, so traditionally we avoid 
the fourth wall. Mm. Mm. I like to think of the fourth wall being um, like the glass on the front of my TV so the actors are trapped in the box and they're not supposed to look at my glass wall. Mm. So, I mean, traditionally we avoid a fourth wall because it Mm. breaks the continuity with the feel of the movie we're watching. And you don't want the actor to look you in the eyes and acknowledge you directly because it breaks the the moment. Mm. Or does it? Yeah. Do you guys like it? Do you? It's a, obviously you like it's it a trope, but yeah. sometimes it can be a, like some. All three of these movies probably yeah, I th- probably overuse it. I would say a absolutely bit. in yeah. every all sense. Yeah. All overuse high it? fidelity, one hundred percent. I found high fidelity really, really interesting coming from you because as a man who hates narration, I hate narration. You know, yeah. I do. Yeah, and this movie basically just starts off telling you the story. I just think. <laughs> Should we dive into High Fidelity then? Sure. Absolutely. Let's do High Fidelity. See how I stitched you up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, well, this guy's going to bend Staring me over a barrel. I'm going to blow my load over him. Ooh. All right, High Fidelity, released in 2000. <laughs> Runtime of one hour and 53 minutes. I'll never get that back. Tagline, let's get it on maybe tonight, <laughs> which I thought was great because it's a throw, throwback to Jack, Jack Black's performance. $30 million budget, I don't understand where that went because it's... Maybe Cusack demanded Cusack a back his, in the day. And his yeah. sister and maybe Zeta Jones, but I don't think she was that big by then. She so. didn't really have that much of a role, to be honest. She and was Tim in Robbins, it. yeah, they're all in it. It's like the, yeah. all of their bits could have been done in a couple of days, so 30 million. Plus they were know. all in their prime of their careers to earn that much money. Like I don't, I'm sorry, they were early starting out. Yeah, early starting out, yeah. yeah. Uh, directed by Stephen Frears, who hadn't really done much <laughs> other than The Queen and Tamara Drew. Written by Nick Hornby, uh, who did Wild, About a Boy, Brooklyn, which are all really cool films. Uh, and the other writer was uh, D.E. DeVincent, who did another John Cusack movie called Gross Point Blank. Have you ever seen that? No. Great film. Like, don't base that off. I recommended this and you hate this. <laughs> Gross Point Blank <laughs> is, is awesome. This? It's John Cusack as well. Okay. Uh, and he's a hitman who goes back to his old town to a high school reunion. Can I imagine John Cusack holding a weapon that's not his own? He's penis? very good in this, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I mean, Dan Aykroyd's and he's a hitman. So like, yeah. this is the level of hitmanery we're talking about. Okay. Uh, obviously in this one we've got John Cusack, a very young Jack Black, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Joan Cusack because you can't make a movie with John Cusack without his sister, Tim Robbins and Lily Taylor, um, and plot I just wrote, a trendy and sarcastic record shop owner finds himself exploring past relationships as his current one slowly falls apart. That's a nutshell tagline. Discuss. Yeah. He, I could relate to him so let's straight about, away. Let's talk about how he breaks the fourth wall first. Oh. So he talks to the camera. Directly burns, like stares, <laughs> stares into the depth down. of your soul from the yep. second the scene opens mm. and starts with this incredibly DNM monologue about what came first, the music or the misery? And I was like, yep. oh, okay, great. We're in for a long ride. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're not uh, not down with a man expressing his emotions. Yeah, uh, that's not, sexist. Not when he's mm. the problem and do- refuses to identify, like acknowledge that he is. But it's, isn't that what the whole film's about? Absolutely, <laughs> but he is a bit of a douchebag. He Such is, an and that's asshole. what the film's about. That's why I like it because give me a flawed character over one that thinks they're one perfect. that plays the Boy Scout. Like I, I mm. hate that in films mm. where it's like. Uh, it's one of those tropes, especially in these kinds of romantic films where it's like the guy's never wrong and it's always at the cost of the female's character. Mm. So the females in these films just tend to be catalysts. They don't have any substance, nothing really to do. I like this film because his character is a douchebag and he soon realises that. His arc of the story is he realises he's a douchebag. Yeah, And he starts, as he explores his past relationships, he starts to go, 
Oh, it's the, actually me, not them. Yes. Oh, I broke up with her. Oh, I'm The light bulb moment was yeah. really important for me. Yeah. And as soon as I had that, I was sort of relaxed a little bit and let it flow. Yeah. But I found like the fact that he needs to find well he the feelings that he experienced when he found closure or had a that moment understanding, oh shit, like yep. yeah, this was actually my fault. Yeah, so I guess the story starts with him his, his current girlfriend leaving him. And he sort of and they make and I think I like this film because it's smart in the sense that it it pokes fun at what it's mm. doing, like which I think all these fourth walls movies do that. Mm. Chains on board. And so while he goes and visits all of his ex, the top five ex girlfriends. Yeah, everything centers um, around because he's a record shop owner. He's top five list of, exactly, yeah. but it also explores songs. top five the is really grinding on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, it's over the top. Yeah, it sort of unravels his current breakup as he dabbles in all the other ones at the same time. So there's a lot of overlap and yep. uh, c- comparisons. But but I think, like, I think the character is aware he's a douchebag, you know, like mm. when he finds out that his girlfriend who's broken up with him is living with this other guy but she hasn't slept with him, he, you know, he comes out and he's so excited and then he goes, I'm so excited I go out and sleep with this other woman. Yeah. And then we cut to him and you're like, so he knows he's a prick. Like, you know. I just couldn't. He, he hadn't well, figured I, it out by then. He hadn't right. figured it out, but he, yeah. he like, his narration, his fourth wall breaking. He didn't really figure it out until he got her back. And he started making then, tapes for another girl. And yeah. he's just like, when the like, hell is this going to end? Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't really talk much about the plot because it's just about him catching up with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So there's no real yeah. sequential. And the one that bothers me the most is like the high school, his first high school girlfriend. They made out for two days and he yes. considers that one of his worst breakups ever. Yeah, well, he, ta- he talks in measure of pain he felt and at the time being a 14-year-old boy. Seriously? Agreed. Yeah, That's I a mean, blip on the horizon for most people. Well, well, I've got issues. Yeah, I well, mean, he that's does. long-standing that's issues. Correct. Yeah. I think that's the point he's making, though, is like that's why it's... But how about his, how his mum was like, where's Laura? I knew this would happen. You're an asshole. Every time they move in, they move out. Like, uh, just like cracks the shits with her son on the phone. And yeah. that to me is the epitome of why he is the way he is. Because <laughs> well, his mum is just what, like, you're a terrible person. That's what for to, right. to imply that quite heavily, I would yeah. suggest. I, 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 th- I mean, I like Jack Black and the other guy whose name I always forget he works in the store with. Yeah, his name's Dick. They, they work really well together, those two, because Jack Black's really... Exuberant. Yeah. See, I find it kind of funny when he's yeah. like, I hire these guys to work two days a week and then they then just they started coming just, in every day. <laughs> That's right. He's still yeah. paying him for two days I a week. I guess maybe yeah. being a retail worker as well, I can appreciate, I like Jack Black's blind arrogance toward customers. Like I find <laughs> that really entertaining. It was refreshing but still, uh, I don't know, grinding my gears so really hard. I just wasn't feeling yeah, it. Yeah, too much over the top. I, I found it funny how they socialise outside of work and go to those music concerts and stuff. Yeah, that was interesting, their dynamics outside of the work. And does Dick, at the start, do they insinuate that Dick had a, has a crush on, like, Rob? Because they were like, I oh, I can come over if you want. I'll help you sort your record. No, I don't think it's, like, it a sexual or romantic thing. I think it's, it's really just, weird. Just really it's just socially it looks awkward. up to him. Yeah, yeah okay, it looks up to him. That's what the face was, I think. I think, like, they're sort of more, almost more interesting than our central character, like, mm. their stories, mm. you know. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't like narration, as you said. I'm not a big fan of narration in films because sometimes it can be used quite lazily. Mm. But I don't know. For this, it works. I think it's because I find Cusack as an actor very charismatic. And it's Absolutely. it works because they really don't have a lot to talk about. And it fills the void. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of substance in this story mm. at all. So, yeah. yeah, you've got to sort of think, well, how do we fill this out? And, I mean, his observations, whether you hate it, how it's delivered or not, they're very astute and they are very, I would say, accurate of life, romantic life in sort of that, that period of There was one of, of his top fives that 
that was shot really annoyingly and I can't remember which top five it was, but he's like on the bridge and he gives one on one ed- one side of the pillar and then he walks uh, the yeah. other side and every time they keep changing the angles, I'm like, this is like really frustrating. Yeah. Can't he just walk down the bridge? Like, yeah, it's interesting, this, yeah. Which I guess is more a style, stylized point than an actual anything else, but it just really bothered me. Yeah. I guess I was done with the movie. But I think because point. on one side they're positive and the other side's like negatives he's turned into positives. Mm. So they're kind of drawing a parallel was, from an aesthetic It was too annoying for me to get anything. Yeah, like right. I get that. But, yeah, I guess the, the filmmaker was. Stop defending it, Shane. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just trying to make you understand. It's not a competition. Oh, I see. Now I'm ignorant. No, I mean <laughs> dumb is the word I was going to use. Uh, ignorance. <laughs> what did you guys think of the scene when Laura calls Rob on the phone crying because her dad dies and then when he hangs up the phone, he's in the record store at the time and he tells his like the two guys, his friends, about the death and all the first thing they think to do is start listing list the top, top five. five greatest songs about death See, instead think, of like consoling. I think that's kind of real because like I think I've known people that deal with grief in weird ways. I kind of deal with dealing with grief. They were just like, eh, whatever. And that's why he's like too soon, like too soon. And the bedding's like tribute, you know, and it's like. Yeah. I don't know. Singing. I find that kind of a sense of that. that's the stuff I like in this film more, I guess, mm. than the actual. The central stories, yeah, like you said, not hmm. there's not a lot there. And I guess <laughs> guys aren't traditionally very necessarily emotionally connected to yeah. one another, so they don't relate to each other like that. Okay. So yeah. that's a good way of talking about it and whatever without And I think that's what you're getting with these two characters. They represent two sides of the same coin, you know, mm. whereas Barry's brash and forward and direct, mm. whereas Dick's a little bit more reserved and thoughtful. Mm. Yeah. But I could be reading into that way too much. Maybe. Everyone loves a thoughtful dick. That's <laughs> true. Very true. Um, I, I think I could relate to his, like, core fundamental curiosity to find out about being validated as a lover by each of his exes. Like, that was his core like biggest question to find out was I actually good in bed? And then we're like, yeah, well, we didn't break up because you were bad in the sack. And he's like, yes, yeah, thank God, it's really showing that childishness <laughs> yeah. of him. And That's what triggered me the most about it. Yeah, which is I think why you find this character in such a like he's such a dick and he's like got this wonderful girl who's probably the best thing about the movie. I would say, he's yeah, his girlfriend. She's strong. She's probably the yeah strongest character in the in the film. And reflecting the breakup with Laura, how she got him. He got her pregnant, but because he expressed that he was looking for somebody else, she terminated the baby. Yeah, and then he found it afterwards. Yeah, and then he confessed that he cheated on her. And then I just think it's just next level. Like I don't know. Yeah, see, I like I don't see, like him I like enough to care. Characters, I, for me, it's not. I don't need to be li- like. It's good to have a likable character and tr- relate to. But mm. sometimes I like a real flawed character. Like I, re- I like a character that I don't like. Fair. It's refreshing. It's, it's very different. It's interesting to me. Like, it's like this guy's a dick and, you know, he's made mistakes and he's done the wrong things. And, like, he, he and he doesn't even really fully learn his lesson at the end. Mm. No. He just sort of cracks the shits with himself. He's like, why am I doing this again? Like, why do I keep and, mm. and, you know, and he proposes to her and it's, and then we get like the. And she laughs at him. <laughs> yeah. Because even she's in on the joke that, yeah. you know, this guy's a boy that needs to grow up and become a man. I think that's why I, I guess I probably enjoy this film. I would recommend this film to people. How, how do we feel about the use of rain in this film? Mm, <laughs> it's very pathetic fallacy. Mm. Like as in every time he's experiencing a really terrible emotion, he's always it's pissing down rain. and he's drenched yeah. to the core. <laughs> and he he's obviously doesn't own a car or anything, so he's always walking or taking yeah. a bus. Yeah. Or, and so it I just like happens to be rain. Weird, so I, We've got to mention Tim Robbins in this film. I love him. Tim Robbins is he's great. He's the best film. character in the whole He's film. like the guy that she's... 
he used to live in the same building. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Ian? As, as Ray. Say, Ian or Ray, oh. whatever his name is. <laughs> Remember that? Because he changes it. It's like an ongoing joke. And uh, yeah, she moves in with him and he's great. It's like Tim Robbins, youngish Tim Robbins. Who's all zen. Yeah, yeah but he's got like a long some, ponytail. He's like some crazy martial arts expert. And like it's an old and tried trope, but I love the whole when he comes to the shop and confronts him. Yeah. He has the different <laughs> fantasies about what they're going to do. Yeah, the reality is he just walks out. And you know. Yeah, snaps back into reality. Yeah, like they, he's like, "Do you understand me?" And then it snaps to them like kicking the shit out of him, and Dick pulls <laughs> the the aircon out and smashes it on his skull. It's like, yeah, this is funny. That was a really strong scene, actually. I yeah, didn't mind that. I mean, it's an old trick, but mm. I like it. it. Worked well, especially in this fourth wall breaking tone of this film. True, hmm. definitely on par. Hmm. I felt like this was one of John Cusack's most well known roles out of his career. It was in his prime in two thousand, to be honest, because he did like Serendipity mm. just before, and then I think. Hot Tub Time Machine and He's not being, done many good stuff. being John Malkovich. That was before that was, this. That would be the peak of his career. Correct. Well, it was like the year best before. film he's ever done, I think. Yeah. Although I really like Gross Point Blank. He did the voice of Igor as well in that cartoon. What was the cartoon? Look, don't worry about it. DreamWorks. Oh, it was called, oh, it was called Igor. Igor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a I hunchback it's thing. Igor. Oh. It's not. That's a joke from a Mel Brooks film. <laughs> okay, cool. Young Frankenstein, watch it. It's brilliant. It's true. Gene Wilder at his best. Yeah, we we uh, throw back to season one. Throw back to season one. It's pronounced Frankenstein. <laughs> so I, I would recommend people watch this film because I just think it's an interesting enough film to keep me interested. It's it's a it's a, a scooch too long. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. into like cine- cinematography and like learning more about the fourth wall, absolutely check it out. But. No, it's not my. It's good to see young Jack, Jack Black getting his roots as well. I yeah, think. Catherine Zeta Jones as well, which is really she's cool. Stunning in this, isn't very, she? Very, very young and fresh and I carefree. can't get a beat for her because sometimes she's great as an actress, and other times she's just. I actually fully agree with you. I can't like I can't decide if I really don't I think, like her or I, think I like it's her. The script she gets, like, mm. yeah, it must be. Some scripts are based on yeah, their writing yeah. they're given. Because mm. some films she blows me away and stuff. Like I love her in like Entrapment, for example. She's mm. great in that. Mm. But then in you something just, like this, she's remembering the leather suit. Of course. Nah, what are you talking about? <laughs> when uh, was Empire Records made? This has a really strong, obviously, record store vibe. That'd be 90. Yeah, I was thinking. It's like a, two years that, before yeah. that, then. This just came to that. It'd be before this, I would imagine. I thought it was early 90s. Mm. Yeah. We can, we can look it up later. Record store was in vogue for a while in yeah. films. Mm. Empire Records is a brilliant film. Yeah. Um, I'm so 50, two recommends? I'm 50-50 on this. Oh, well. You just Ooh, oh, you, split down you the middle. Cash, you cash well, then if we, for a recommend. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's not fair. That's right. <laughs> um, if you're into whiny little man babies who can't figure out their own problems, sure, watch I it. definitely am into that. Yeah. You like a bit of whiny little man baby? I love a man baby. I think a man baby is one of the most interesting things you can do cinematically. Mm. That's not true. I'm just wow. Just, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I love a flawed character. Yeah. He's not that flawed. He's just a douchebag. He's a bit of a dick, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so you're saying 50-50. Maybe. Like That's a negative, my like, friend. Yeah, it's like watch it if you want to, but don't blame me. <laughs> right. That's not really. If you do blame Lappy, though, get on our social media. <laughs> and blame Lappy. And blame all Just be like, I was sitting on the fence. Shane said yes. Meg said no. I, yeah, I'd, and I'd Lappy made me watch it. Yes. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Awesome. Well, that was really quick because you both really didn't enjoy yeah. that. So we got yep. through it. There's not, look, there's not a lot to this film. Uh, the runtime does baffle me. I don't understand why it's an hour and 50 mm. odd minutes. Well, otherwise he wouldn't be able to deliver all these. He's got a lot of monologues. monologues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to get through a lot of monologues. Um, so, Lappy, do you want to go next? Yeah, let's do this. So, I chose Jay and Silent Bob a strike back, which is. Before we get into this, I have to say I'm one of the biggest, and you know me for a long time. 
One of the biggest Kevin Smith Kevin fans. Kevin Smith fans, yep. Yeah, tell, me, tell me in with that. I'd almost consider this one of my least favourite films of his. Well, just can I get through the thing? So here's why. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, this is actually considered the fifth film in the Kevin the Smith franchise. Yes. Yep. Um, so 2001, hour 44 minutes. Shout out to Kevin, by the way, just suffered a big heart attack and recovered nicely. Really? And big fan of the show as well. And so. big, well, I assume he listens to our podcast. He listens yeah. to us. Um, we have increased our listenership in the US for oh, a significant him. margin. Definitely him. Yeah. Go team. Very nice. Um, I like the tagline, though I had five, but this was my favourite. What year was this, sorry? 2001. 2001, yes. Hollywood had it coming. Yeah. I like that. That's good. So, um, I mean, that's his career, though, is bucking the, the machine. Yeah, that's right. Because so he bravo. keeps getting snubbed for stuff, yeah. and this movie's got a lot I mean, of the man's a genius for playing inside the system while bucking it. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. Like um, $22 million budget, so. Probably one of his most expensive films. Did all that yeah. go to Mark Hamill? <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon Mark Hamill would have demanded much of a fee. <gasps> wow. It's great how he got Mark Hamill. Um, hold, and Carrie Fisher. Hold fire. Yeah, we're really jumping the gun. No, well, the only one he missed was no, Harrison Ford. Which oh, that yeah. would have been a $40 <laughs> million. Dollar the trifecta. Um, so written and directed by Kevin Smith, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Mallrats. All great films. All of the previous ones. So the cast is like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. For How got, many celebrity so appearances? so many names here. I'll just skim through them. So we've got Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith as Jay and Silent Bob. Absolutely. We've got Ben Affleck, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, Eliza Dushku, Ali Lada. Uh, Will Farrell, Jason Lee, Carrie Fisher, Sean William Scott, John Stewart, Tracy Morgan, Gus Van Sant, Chris Rock, Chris Rock, Wes Craven, Shannon Doherty, Mark Hamill. It's ridiculous. It's- Matt Damon gets nothing. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah, that was my, one of my favorite parts of the film. I, I can't believe I, he wasn't next to Ben Affleck. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran, yes. who aren't yeah, really I've got them in there as well. But, but yeah, yeah. So anyone people, from the Viewerskew yeah. universe, yeah. If if they if they're familiar with the back catalogue, they know those two characters as well. And I like the way they get tied into this film. Yeah, yeah. Great, because if you weren't so. aware of them, they're kind of like these weird characters. But if you are, they're used really cleverly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the plot I've written. Blood you could Man. watch this film a standalone without knowing the rest of the reference, but you certainly knowing can. the others, you you'll get more of a kick more. out of it. Yeah. yeah. So, Blunt Man and Chronic movie is being made based on Jay and Silent Bob, and they haven't been paid. They head to Hollywood to shut it down and get distracted along the way. Well, they head there to shut it down because uh, the internet, which is uh, this is 2001, that's has right, pretty much just been just invented. invented yeah. yeah. And there's uh, a lot uh, of uh, Dear uh, Jay and Silent them. Bob. <laughs> Fuck them in their fucking asses. <laughs> yeah. I'm so this? glad you lifted like, this, the swear jar like, on the label on our podcast. Oh, yeah, that's to, right. Yeah, this yeah, is what we're absolutely. celebrating today. Well, that's one of the interesting <laughs> things I wrote down about this. The word fuck is used 248 times. Ah, yeah. it's an excellent movie. statistic. Yeah. George Carlin, you forgot to mention Carlin. He, I think he's on my list oh, as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, like, yeah I just, he was, he's great. Yeah, yeah, he is. George Carlin, Judd Nelson. Cardinal. So this is another one that's produced by Harvey Weinstein and also um, a tight connect. Yeah, Miramax, yeah. obviously, and connected quite funnily with Matt Damon and uh, ben, Affleck ben Affleck in the yeah. Google hunting scene, which yeah. we just reviewed like two yeah. episodes yeah, it was ago. Good to, and they got the same guy back I thought was good. I didn't, yeah. I didn't appreciate it the first time. Do they accentuate his wrinkles in his wig? I, I think he's just, just to older. take the piss. Oh, that's unfortunate. But it's when was Goodwill hunting? Like 97? 97, 100 so like Four years, and the guy does look like he's like. Ten years old. Ten years old. I love this. I've seen all of the the whole franchise, starting from Dogma and Chasing Amy, and this. I don't remember even seeing this one, so I was really excited to refresh. refresh. But I absolutely, absolutely love this movie, and I could 
I don't have to be a stoner to love the humour. I feel like this is mm. one that you can go in cold. Yeah. It, and, yeah. it loves to take the piss, this movie. Like every yeah. single scene is just about taking the piss. Yeah. yeah. I think, and to tie it back to our theme, my favourite parts of this are the fourth wall breakdowns. Yeah. Where, and again, the technique you know, is it, so different this time. It's very it's, different. It's yeah, really it works different really, yeah, Where they kind of yeah. just look down the camera and like. Yeah, so you get a great kind of like. They reference the, the first one I think is when Jay and Silent Bob go to visit um, Holden McNeil, who's one of the co-creators from Chasing Amy mm. who made the yep. comic book, but he's left it and so he tells them all about what's happening. And then he's like, yeah, can you believe someone's going to give you money to make a movie about you two idiots? And they sort of pause and they, they look go, at the camera Ooh. and yeah. Yeah, it's like that's a nice uh, thing. You get a few we're, of those. we're five deep at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you kind of, you know, and this is exactly what we're watching is a movie about these two idiots. Uh, it's very effective. I like it straight out of the gate. And there are all the fourth wall stuffs like that throughout yeah. the film. I really, really loved the plot. And I know this, like you said, it's not your favourite out of the franchise it's, yeah, itself. Definitely the weakest. I love dick and fart jokes and all that kind of stuff as like as much as the next guy. But it's, mm. this almost is a little bit too much for me. Like it's, I think Jane and Bob work better because I watch their they animated show as well. Show. And yeah, they're they're better as supporting cast. Like mm. when they're supporting cast, they're hilarious. Mm. Like I love them in Dogma. Dogma, they're great they're in fantastic. Dogma. Yeah. Um, brilliant in Clerks and in Chasing Amy. They have that one scene and they almost steal the movie. And mm. it's yeah. So I, I guess maybe that's what I kind of struggle. It's still a great film. Like yeah. it's still. It definitely got a Kevin fair Smith. bit of slack when it did release, and as yeah. Yeah, there's but a I lot think it's of like most of his film, Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we're very 2001 here with yes. oh, yeah. you know. Uh, it's the, but at the same time, I think this is what I've always liked about Smith is that he gets a lot of grief from people who say they represent the gay community. You know that he's like perpetrating mm. the problem and mm. stuff. First of all, it's like you know this film's 17 years old, so different schools of thoughts. You know. People, yeah, he doesn't apologize for the humor. They go full, but then fully I, I never it. understand like you know, people give him grief about chasing Amy. It's like, how is this not celebrating the idea of love between any two people? Like, it's not saying being a lesbian's wrong, it's not saying, oh, this woman converted to straight. Like, I think the point of his messages in, in most of his films is I think the guy's deeper than people give him credit for, is yeah, that, like just be with the people you love, like, mm. and then you'll be happy, you know, like, yeah. And I think yeah, there's a lot of stupid gay jokes in this, but I think they're I think they're smart as well. Like, like George Carlin, I think obviously got along well with Kevin Smith because he did a lot of his movies. Mm. George Carlin to me is a very you can tell when the cast follow each other in all the franchises. Yeah. They sort of tag along for yeah. whatever cameos. You know, and like you know, he makes a gay joke about the unwritten law of the road is you've got to give head and you know, <laughs> yeah, sort of, they carried that through the whole yeah. film. And you're, yeah, and you're thinking, oh, you know, we've got to give head to a bloke, and then it ends up being a nun. You know, Carrie Fisher's our cameo and. She was Jay great. decides to go down on her and, like, obviously she sort of kicks them out of the right car. Out. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that um, we we all sort of mentioned it's the, well, I don't know that you did, Megs, but the weakest one because Kevin Smith was sort of um, quoted as saying he didn't really want to make this movie. He didn't think the characters were strong enough. Yeah. And he yeah, had his right. mind changed. Um, so when Jay and Silent Bob did a cameo in Scream 3, which was the year before this, he was they were so popular in that movie that he's like, oh, maybe it can work as a standalone. Oh, yeah. interesting. But he didn't want to make it as a standalone. Oh, Miramax film, would have so. been beating his door down saying, make this film. Yeah. They really, like the whole Miramax angle towards this, like the last third of the film where they were stuck in the film vicinity when they were, oh, yeah. the I felt like they there. really picked up pace. Like I started getting really fast yeah. paced towards the end and the fourth wall became really, really apparent in every single chop of the scene where they were, there's this, like scream three yeah. and they were coming through. And, and they're not like, just visually breaking the fourth wall. Mm. You know, he's saying, 
blatantly. You know, he's doing it through the dark. I can't believe how fake Hollywood is when they yeah, run, they run into the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then when like, I that's see... in a way kind of a fourth wall break as well because your character's commenting on yeah, t- tongue firmly planted in cheek. Mm. You know, I think yeah. my my favorite scene is the um. Uh, Van der Beek and Jason. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I'm always going to be the pie guy. Fuck a pie? Like, see, <laughs> that's all time. I'm going to be oh. is a guy who fucked a pie. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I also really loved the Chrissy, Missy and Sissy dynamic um, with Justice, um, how they were blatantly like all extremely aware that they were in a movie and just yeah. posing seductively because yeah, they fucking can. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's a piss take as well. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, that but see, I think some people skills, don't realise that it's anything, well, this yeah. is just sexist and something. Right, okay. and that's why I kind yeah. of had to sit back and uh, observe the fourth wall in this film yeah. a little bit more because there were a bit more like more subtle approaches to it and I mm. found that kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, he drifts in and out of genres throughout the whole film. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah, I think, and, and, yeah, he's all over the place in this. It's, the story is completely cobbled together because it's yeah, just madness it's, it's, while they're It's on a the bunch road. of scenes stitched yeah. together. It's not yeah. like, I think, you know, Chasing Amy Clerks, that yeah, it's a, a structural film. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, one other thing I liked about this, you know, IMDb trivia, we should be sponsored by them. <laughs> um, apparently Heather Graham was originally um, offered the Shannon Elizabeth role for Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no <laughs> way. Justice, but she turned it down because she couldn't figure out why the character would fall in love with Jay. And I'm like, way to miss the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow. I feel like that's, that's, <laughs> that's in a nutshell. That's the waste of your problem. Uh, <laughs> what is the nickname he gives her? Kitty Boo Boo Fuck? Yeah, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Boo Boo Kitty Fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if she doesn't understand that joke, I'm probably, probably a good thing she maybe didn't take that's that role. phenomenal. I really liked Will Ferrell in this film as well, but I oh, also yeah. found it really hard to watch a monkey wearing clothing. I don't know about you guys. I don't, I'm not that guy, but they can't do that anymore. Like, there's no way people will let people use animals like they did in that film. Well, it's in funny. I was having this conversation with someone else the other day. Like, modern movies now, all the animals are always CGI. Correct. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, only because people don't have to pay handlers to be on set all day. Mm. Yeah, I guess. But you watch movies from like, like the old Tarzan movies and stuff, mm. like, that's a man. So in a cage you, with a tiger. Yeah. Like, no one's controlling that tiger, I don't think, very well. Yeah. Are you suggesting Sedated. that the orangutan was somehow, you know, not looked after because it was made to Oh, he looked pretty or? pretty happy the yeah, whole time in the film. He looked yeah. really comfortable. It's not like Milo and Otis where they killed, like, eight dogs to make that movie. What? No animals were harmed in the filming of that uh, movie. No, that's like notoriously it, famous, what? isn't it? I mean, I, I'm just spouting off here, so... I'm going to write that down. I'm pretty sure that it was Milo and Otis where they like drowned a dog and like it was really bad. An accident. Oh, yeah, it wasn't deliberate. No, it was an accident. I watched that so many times when I was a kid. Oh, you're complicit. You're complicit. (laughs) Complicit. You've killed dogs and cats now. (laughs) Um, I could be wrong. So look into it. I don't want you to lose sleep tonight. You already look like you're stressed out. I'm very distressed. Should we break for a moment? Touch your breath. I'll be fine. It's a horrible thing. But, yeah, you're right. That's why they use all CGI animals and stuff now, which I think is better because, yeah, why are we still trying to whip animals to do things? And I mean, we still... The tech is so strong now. People, it just doesn't even... But no one says, what about Andy Serkis? I hope he's being treated well while he plays all these animals. (laughs) That's a terrible (laughs) joke. I'm sorry. Cut that out. That was. Um, So getting back to... Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike yeah. Will Farrell in this movie. Yeah. Will Farrell, yes. He, that was them, wasn't it? That's yes. one of my favourite lines he, he, in the movie. That, that's one of his best performances there when he saw that, you know, why can't two men who love each other raise a child who looks mm. happy in the... Yeah. Uh, everyone's just looking at him like he's he an goes, idiot. Yeah. Oh, that was that Joe was, Nelson as well, yeah. That was them. Yeah, yeah that was them, wasn't it? <laughs> and then he has his gun shoot out at the end as well, which is great when we get our um, Mark Hamill cameo. Yeah. Mark Hamill I always knew the, I was good at this, or whatever he says. <laughs> 
That Cock knocker? Script. Yeah. Cock knocker? Yeah. He punches him straight in the nuts. Not again it's when great. he gets his arm cut off. Oh, not again. I love Mark Hamill because he just looks like he's happy to do something like that. Just makes him so much cooler. Just Same with Carrie Fisher as well. Coin. Like she's just happy to yeah take the piss and have a laugh. And like she's she was always I guess known for being a boundary pusher and hmm. she's happy to play a nun that's like oh yes I believe in the good book and you should always <laughs> listen to the good book. Mark Hamill looked like the vault boy from Fallout. I don't know about you guys, but I spotted it straight away and I was like, <laughs> oh with the wig, yeah, the, yeah, the wig, blue of and yellow and he's outfit, wearing a blue outfit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But and the bong lightsaber? They had sound effects. That was like a bong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he beats him and he goes, <laughs> halfway through the battle he takes a toe call. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Uh, I really like the Scooby Doo scene as well when they get hit yeah. track and they get yeah. picked up by the Scooby Doo. It's like, oh, it feels like we're in a cartoon. Why can't something just uh, like, uh, pop out of nowhere like a cartoon? And the mystery van yeah. comes mystery by. mystery van under the yellow light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when they get into it and they like. It gets like, them all high. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby's talking to him. It's good. It's a good little joke. But that's what I mean by like it's a lot of. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of jokes. Yeah, a bunch of together. jokes mm-hmm. strung together. Um, but it's got a lot of laughs. Like I laughed a lot watching this. Same. I laughed out loud. That's really hard for me to yeah. genuinely laugh out loud and mean it. I liked um, Chris Rock's cameo as well. The racist director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's so good. Get me another coffee. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> Did you spit in this? Tastes like boy? <laughs> Taste it a bit. Tastes like snots. Boogers. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is the the guy. The coffee guy. Yeah, from Scream Three. Yeah. 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 You spit in this and just knocks it out of his hand. <laughs> Goddamn crackers. Yeah, so good. There's a lot of great little cameos that are like five minutes and they work well. Mm. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of weird because it's reverse what Jane Silent Bob are usually the cameos that make right. stuff. Yeah. Has Kevin Smith made anything as of late? What's his most recent work? Uh, Yoga Hoses was his most recent, which is not really good, I don't think. I mean, it was a film he made with his daughter. Ah. Um, and it's kind of like, I guess, more of a kid's movie. I think it was a passion oh. project for him and his daughter. Okay. It's got Johnny Depp in it and Johnny Depp's daughters in it. Um, yeah, it's not just a lot in it. Likes. Yeah, I mean, he's at that point where, like, good on him, like, make films. Mm. Uh, the same with Robert Rodriguez. Like, he makes all these Spy Kids films. I don't really get them, but, like, good on him. He wants to make these films. Go for Pretty it. Sure they're Spy Kids profitable rocks. As well. Prior yeah. to that, he made Tusk, which I highly recommend. Um, it's so good. Tusk is brilliant. Justin Long. Okay. Um, Michael Parks, who's one of my favourite. Uh, because, and I, I should mention Red State as well, because that's a Kevin Smith film, which mm. is, like, unlike any other Kevin Smith film and doesn't operate within that same viewers' universe. Um, and it's one of my probably one of my favourite films of his. Like, and Michael Parks is brilliant in it. It's a bit of a horror thriller. Okay. About religious people who are punishing the wicked, and mm. John Goodman's in it. It's part of the John Goodman Sounds Renaissance heavy. we're sort of experiencing, where he's coming back and doing good films. Mm. And they're bringing Roseanne back in like a couple of days. I'm really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I like the new cast. It yeah, sounds sick. It's good. I'm really excited for it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I would say definitely recommend for me. Uh, I'd recommend any. Except Yoga Hoses, I would recommend any Kevin Smith film. I don't know why, I just really like that film. I would definitely recommend this, but if you're a fan of Jane Silent Bob, I would go back, start from the start, watch Dogma, Chasing Amy, More Rats and Clerks first. 100%. Not in that order, but... Yeah, in the in the correct order. She means the opposite order. Yeah, oh. that's right. Clerks is first. Watch Clerks, Chasing Got Amy, Dog- yeah. More Rats, Dogma, then this. <laughs> Um, I think you'll definitely enjoy it more if you've seen the back catalogue. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes sense more. Well, you've got to like these characters to want to see Correct. this film. Yeah. And, like, and if, you find, my, if you watch them and you don't like it, then don't One of my favourite yeah. jokes is when they go into the convenience store and he's like, are you even meant to be here today? And you would not get that if you hadn't yeah. seen Clerks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah so sure we're open, yeah. And Clerks also has my favourite joke in cinematic history of all time. Try not to suck any dick on the way to your car. <laughs> 
just before that, oh. where he says, I just found out my girlfriend's like 36 dicks. Yeah. And in a row? Yeah, in a row? <laughs> Clerks yeah. is so good. Oh, yeah. Clerks is the best. I uh, love Clerks so good. much. Yep. Not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> so, yes, recommend. Recommend yeah, three 100%. solid recommends. Yep. Might have the asterisks on it though. Watch the others first. Yeah, yeah. I think do a power session next time. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen Clerks or Mallrats, you're just Chase, a bad person. Like Chasing Amy is one of my favourite films, mm. and Dogma's brilliant. Mallrats, fly, fat ass, fly. Mallrats <laughs> is great. I think Dogma's probably my favourite. Yeah, Dogma is good. With, I'd probably have to go with Chasing Amy it's just because so clever. There's just not a minute it's, of wasted film on that. And to and me, it's, Buddy Christ. You can't go wrong with Buddy. Yeah, Christ. I've got a Buddy Christ statue. At you home. do have a Buddy Christ. <laughs> Last but not least, Deadpool. We're jumping in. Deadpool, not the Clint Eastwood movie. No. Again, you're too young for that. Okay, great. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it's called The Deadpool. It's called The Deadpool and it's a Clint Eastwood movie. No, no. This is uh, Ryan Reynolds, my future husband. Uh, one, one hour. <laughs> really? Sorry, James. Uh, this <laughs> is how you're finding out. This is weird. <laughs> One hour, 48 minutes, MA15+, plus, which I thought was R18, but I could be wrong. Wow. Uh, maybe R18 in Australia, maybe MA overseas. I don't think there's anything. There's not really, oh, there's a bit of swearing, like, violence is. I don't know, it just triggers for me as an R-rated movie. I'm not yeah. sure there's, when there's, or why. There's a few uh, You're a delicate decapitatings. Type, <laughs> and so I've seen it the, three times. The splat into the road sign, I reckon, is probably oh, the glorious death. It's the He was best. here when I got here. The gore. <laughs> the gore makes me so happy. This is what I want all X-Men movies and like other superhero movies to be like. Why do they pretty up the X-Men movies? I've I Don't get me that. started, mm. Lappy. This is something I- When did this come out? 2016? 16. Yep. It's action-adventure comedy. And so this was the first time I think- Major studios realised, oh, you can make an R. One hundred percent. The marketing in the lead money. up to this film was second to none, mm. and they. This is a Ryan Reynolds passion project. Correct, yeah. but the thing is, I don't think he even realised what he was capitalising on no before it began. To the future Mrs. Reynolds. <laughs> Again, my apologies to Blake Lively and their children, but he owes us this. This is, he was born for this. Green course. Lantern and Wolverine Origins. <laughs> you owe me for this, Reynolds. He makes and jokes about it. Go back and watch Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. And he gave me years of joy. You're right. Fair he call. did. And he gave me waiting Great and he gave call. me Van Wilder. Oh. But I love that we talk about Van the fourth wall breaks so in this. I love that he can take the piss out of himself in this. Sometimes and, in slow motion. Right. You know, what's yeah. the worst thing that could happen? And then we cut to a shot of. The, the stupid Deadpool figurine from that Wolverine Origins movie. <laughs> right. And then when he's getting wheeled away and they, he thinks he's being made into a superhero, please don't make my costume green. <laughs> yeah. <Poor animators. laughs> like, well done. I love, like, that. I love that he can just be like, yeah, those were shitty films. And like, I, I respect the, that. I, first I just, frame of this movie, they're taking the piss already. It's like directed by some overpaid hack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which actually turns out to be Tim Miller, written by Rhett Reese. Reese, who did Zombieland and G.I. Joe. Yeah. Two really strange titles to have on I mean, your belt to take this. one great film and one just horrible. Exactly mm, my point. Odd, yeah. Wait, are we talking Rise of the Cobra or the original G.I. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> and the on-screen chemistry with Morena Bakarin. Oh, Phenomenal. She's my, one of my favourites. so much. Yeah. I just don't Homeland. think she does enough. Mm. I've never watched Homeland, but she's the reason I should watch it. But obviously Firefly is where I'm. Mm. Yes, very true. She just needs to do way more. Because she was almost going to be Wasp in the oh. Ant-Man movies. I would have loved her to be in the Marvel awesome. movies. Oh, okay. She's so good. Yeah. yeah. And I, like 
this is what else this R rating brings us, like a real strong woman. Mm-hmm. Not like a, like, you know, no disrespect, but like Pepper Potts in the Ugh. Iron Man ones. <laughs> That's She's fine. Meant to you be slag her a strong you woman character. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but like you're still not giving her any substance. But whereas, she's strong by having good organisational skills. Yeah, <laughs> it's she's like, so pretty. She's strong because she cleans up after a man, you know? Like it's good to have this she's character really good who's at like, maintaining his diary. You know, it's like she gives it back to him just as hard and I think yeah. that's good because it's like, well, like Wade Wilson before he becomes Deadpool, that's it's like that's uh, why he's attractive. He's like, this girl can give me shit better than I can the, give uh, her, you yeah. know? Like, the, yeah. doing the sex scene montage and it's the happy International Women's Day. Oh, yeah, and she's fucking <laughs> him with the strap on. She leans over and she's like, happy International Women's Day. That like, montage no, is, no. The, that is the fastest and best way I've ever seen a relationship between two characters set up. So they meet in a bar, they have a one-night stand, and then 30 seconds later... They've gone through it's Valentine's like Day, Christmas Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. And you're like, this is their relationship. These are the greatest on-screen couple ever. Like Honestly, they absolutely are. Yeah, their chemistry is fantastic between them. The, I don't know, TJ Miller's contribution is like Deadpool's mate. He is yeah, fantastic. I love TJ really? Miller. I yeah. think he's brilliant. I'm he can so do upset he's not on Silicon Valley anymore. Like, it's mm-hmm. a tragedy. He just plays like emotionally unaffected really well. Like, nothing phases him. All I yeah. hope is that they gave him a lot of money to do that emoji movie. Because he left Silicon Valley, did Gross. the emoji movie, and I'm like, Deadpool 2 could not get any quicker because I need <laughs> yeah. to start Something liking to you again. Because He's enjoying the break, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I hope, God bless him, I hope they drove a big truckload of money up to him and said, hey, do you want to play an emoji, an emoticon in a movie called The Emoji Movie? That was like one of the worst movies of all time. I, I, I tried to watch like 20 minutes of it and I was like, I and very, you, like, to you turn know off me, film? I yeah. don't turn films off, but... My kids oh, wouldn't and even watch it. Like, I, like, that's I just how want to bad that movie wow. was. The kids like, were like, this is crap. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and like the voice cast in that. Surely they would have done like just, focus groups back Patrick, when they had finished Patrick the film. Stewart, I think, was in it as well. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> to me, it's like those Transformers movies. How do you get these actors? I hope they just got paid well. That's all I hope because. Well, does it matter if it ruins your career? <laughs> no, well, yeah, true. Doesn't <laughs> matter how much they pay you. So, yeah, hopefully, he, I mean, I saw him in the trailer for Deadpool too, so it's good mm. to see him. Oh, yeah, definitely thumbs back. up there. We're hardcore derailing Megs here. No, yeah, it's fine. Hardcore. We've got to own it. Uh, what other fourth wall stuff does he do? We didn't really mention Well, it. essentially, this is another type of fourth wall. In this instance, Deadpool. Megs, why are you telling us about the cast in this film? Uh, look, I've, I've tried. <laughs> I'm going derailing you just for fun now. Deadpool. This is what happens when we record later than usual. He knows that we know that he's a comic book character yep. and he talks directly over his shoulder into the camera as well. Yeah. But I, I absolutely love it. I think... Have you read any of the comics? I've got a few of them. Yeah. haven't really dabbled too much. But basically... some of those, he does fourth wall stuff inside the comics. Oh, that's his whole yeah. thing. The yeah. whole jam. It's where it begun. Yeah. Uh, Wade Wilson is his name. Essentially, he is riddled with cancer and he submits himself to experimental treatment that gives him superhuman ability to accelerate his healing. He... But it also comes with a bit of a side effect, which is like severely disfigured, right? Yes. So essentially his backstory is in comic book world, it's like kind of vague. So they can sort of um, make it whatever they want, whichever they decide a new franchise because he hasn't had a mental illness. So it's like, I don't really remember where I came from or who I am. A lot of that. And his first appearance in a comic was actually in 1991. So not too long ago. Um, He started out in the X-Men world, X-Men franchise. Um, Like essentially in the comics, the person, that experiments on him and gives him his superpower is someone that had previously um, 
given Wolverine his superpowers. So. Yeah, he was part of the Weapon X program. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, he tried to be a part of it when he yeah, got rejected it was a great from the military. Movie, actually, uh, Hulk versus Wolverine that has a Deadpool in it. That's awesome. S- spot on. Yeah, so that's a bit of a uh, backstory about where Deadpool came from and his whole. Um, shtick, I guess, is that fourth wall. That's his his jam. Yeah. yeah. And there's Gwenpool as well, who's also very wall. similar. Yeah, yeah. And like I love it when he turns and talks to the camera, but I also love it when he makes the commentary, like real snide remarks. Like It's mm. the best. Like when he goes to the X-Mansion, he's like, why is it when I come here? It's just you two. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like you got no one else like, here. It's or like, like the studio didn't want studio to play couldn't afford it. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, hello. Because of his superhero like powers of being like super, like he heals himself. Yeah. The gore in this film is phenomenal. They yeah. really explore like bullet holes straight through with cameras panning directly behind his body to see it's through. The healing, um, yeah. They have fun with it as well. Yeah, that's like the, the thing. baby hand. Yeah, the tiny yeah, hand. He tries to cut his <laughs> hand off. Seriously. <laughs> 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 I love the... Uh, he gets shot right up the ass. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh, that went right, right down the main street. If you love like... Dig jokes, like masturbating jokes. I don't know. There's like oh yeah, the blind lady they, stuff is great. I love the yeah. I can't her name, the coach, yeah. She's so good. I love the fact that she's building IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> and they're arguing over which furniture to buy. It's like the best. Ooh. And, and he ends the scene by storming off with a unicorn, a box of tissues, and a hand. <laughs> <above his laughs> the head. unicorn. It's like, what? What? The only thing I don't rate about this film are the villains, like the lack of development there and like who gives a shit Yeah, and Colossus really is and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I don't know. But- Colossus is good, I reckon. It's pretty good because no one else has really tackled that character on screen. So. They didn't really give it enough value, to no, be honest. No, I like him as a character though. Like, as, I like the big, dumb, stupid version. Because the Colossus in, in the comics, there's so many varying versions of him, but I like the big, dumb, heartfelt Losses. He's, I yeah. feel like, like he when he finds the chick and yeah, like I kind of feel like out. he was only in the script to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. So well, uh, I think he, we need someone to distract the strong girl while yeah. While I think, he cracks well, maybe jokes. I think it's more about him saying, you know, come and be an X Man. Yeah, you know, like he's, a, I guess, the moral compass of the movie in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Because she, his girlfriend, isn't, and he isn't, and yeah. I mean, by again, he when he takes the piss when. You, She's going to do the superhero landing. She's going to do the superhero landing, you know, and she jumps up. It's like bad for the knees. So bad on the knees. Like, (laughs) like it's so good. Yeah. I like when he, um, when he's like, I'm going to have to slap you, Colossus, and he punches him once and breaks one wrist and goes, yeah. "Ah," And then he breaks the other wrist and he he kicks him and he breaks his leg. And he's like, I'm like a T Rex. (laughs) Yes. And then he has to break his arm off to get free of the handcuff. I think it's fantastic. And then when, when he's gone, the, the hand he left in the handcuffs just giving him the finger as well. Yeah. yeah. Like the, he just lives to, to give people to, shit. Yeah. That's his fight whole the, thing. Fight yeah. the, the man. Hmm. Yeah. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new film? I have, yes. I'm very excited. How long ago until it comes out? I think it's June. Is it May or June? That's exciting. Yeah. 2018 is going to be massive. Yeah, big films come out this year. Yeah. Uh, even in the trailer, like uh, he's on the hood of a car and it's driving along. And a guy shoots him, but he puts his hand over the gun. And so when he shoots him, the goes the hole goes in his hand, and the gun sticks through the hole in his hand. So he just turns the gun around and shoots the guy driving. I like, so, the like scenes- that's the trailer. Like it's so violent. Like it's great. It, I think it's such a movie that you can watch at any time, as many times as you want. Yeah, I I'd seen it in ages. So it was an absolute pleasure to rewatch. Exactly. Ages. It's yeah. only a couple years old. Yeah. I think you could try and recast anyone else's Deadpool. Nah, nah, Reynolds owns that. Yeah. Reynolds owns that role. Like, yeah. he is Wade Wilson anyway, so it's just logical that he becomes <laughs> um, Deadpool. Yeah. And just a, a thought occurred to me. Um, I remember him being a really, like, thinking at the time he was a really weird um, casting choice for the last Blade film. 
Oh yeah, oh, you're yeah, right about Trinity, that. Yeah, but he has that similar kind of character in there. Like he's a badass, but he loves to crack a joke. Yeah, I think yeah. that film really needed that hum- hum- mm. comedic relief. Not as good as Deadpool. He's got a great line in that. I can't remember what it is. When he's getting um, with like the rabid dogs. No, he's getting tortured, tortured by Parker Posey in that. You know the the head trick in that. Mm. I can't remember. It's something about her vagina had teeth or something. It was funny. <laughs> Classic Reynolds. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up and get back to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I guess the cameos and the cast in this are all really good. Uh, the best fourth wall for me is the stinger scene at the end. It's a complete oh. perfect reenactment of Ferris Bueller's day off. It's perfect. Yeah, he pokes his head out. He's wearing the bathrobe. It's like looks like the exact same hallway. What are you guys still doing here? The movie's over. Get out of here. And then I like how he's like, so that we're definitely doing Deadpool 2. I can't tell you anything. He's like, we're getting cable. And it's like, great, because I just saw the trailer and you've got cable. Josh Brolin, thank you. <gasps> And then he pokes his head out one last time and does the. Yes, <laughs> that is the best. That's just perfect. Like it's so nostalgic, kicking the nostalgics. Have you seen Deadpool doing the Bob Ross paints yeah. memes? Yeah, yeah. It's a really good way. I think did they launch that after it to celebrate Deadpool too? I think it was the DVD release or something. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, it was so so good. Yeah, the marketing behind this is clever. Like, Isn't it? It's, it's crazy. Mm. I wish the other Marvel films did it, but I don't think they can. They don't have the tone. See, I don't think, yeah, tonally you could never squeeze Mar- um, Deadpool into any of the other films. I no. Don't, I don't think so. Because it brings the two, brings the seriousness of everything else down. It would be good if they could do a um, bit of a hardcore version of X-Men with Deadpool in it. And get a yeah, bit, I'd, be, get I'd a bit welcome nasty. that. Well, yeah. isn't Deadpool in comics with Venom like all the time? And then making a Venom film coming up, but their tone is like not the same either. You couldn't even match them in that no, film. No, that, that Venom but trailer. Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. I love him, but yeah. that trailer looks terrible. I'm nervous. I don't know who's directing that. No. Just, if you haven't oof. seen it, check it out online. Why bother? I don't understand why. That, these studios, I don't understand. It's like they've never read the comic books. They're like, oh, let's, no. let's make the Joker origin. Anyway? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We, I assume he ties into this world, or are we going to have a different Spider-Man oh, again? We'll have or? to get a new one. We're due for a new Spider-Man. And Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> he was as really the Joker good. is an origin story for the Joker. Like we don't need an origin. Story hey, we don't for need an origin story for the Joker because he's a great bad guy, and the thing that makes him good is his mystery. They should just yeah. retire the Joker, honestly, yeah. because yeah, just no one's getting it I right. Mean, I I didn't have much like. Jared Leto was okay, but I don't like it. But I respect what he was doing. Yeah. Like I could mm. see the change he was trying to but bring Heath, to that character. But Heath Ledger just knocked it well, out of the park. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a hard close like, the case. Joker done. Absolutely. Yeah, unless you go the other yeah. way and you make him yeah. really like you almost go the Nicholson way. You're not yeah. going to get another version of that that anyone's going to probably enjoy. Well, you're always yeah. going to be compared. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, I don't think I could handle it as an actor to be constantly compared too to somebody much. else that's better yeah, than me. Well, much. it fucking killed Heath Ledger. He, he did that good a job on it. So it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to see Deadpool in that Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anytime. Well, you're not because Fox own him, but yeah, That's true. maybe now that they own them, you, you'll find. Mm. Disney owns everything now, so. It's true. We've got ourselves an Infinity War we've got to worry about. I can't wait. We've <laughs> got ourselves an Infinity War. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I would you recommend so excited. Deadpool. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour. If you haven't seen it, like. You haven't lived. <laughs> I just assume you're my mum. <laughs> Your mum's probably the only one I know it. of that hasn't seen it. It is extremely offensive, be warned. But also the graphics. <laughs> <It's> really <laughs> yeah. More offensive yeah. than this podcast? No. <laughs> no. I reckon it probably is. Uh, just a little, yeah, just okay. a smidge. Yeah, maybe. I'm just so desensitized to swearing and violence. Yeah. Now, I guess. That's why I loved it because it really so played for, up for Let's me. do a, a round of favourite deaths. In this movie, in Deadpool? Yep. Oh. 
I mean, the guy spotting into the sign is a good one. Can't think of a better one. No, neither. That was a really good scene. Yeah. <laughs> that, that whole opening scene is just tremendous. Is it the best with like flipping of the cars and stuff? But oh. the, yeah, definitely the sign impact. Like just the way it's yeah. everything about it is done. The guy flying through the Probably air, the you, you kind of see him goo as he hits yeah. the sign. Yeah, well. and then when he drops later on, yeah. he's just like a He wore the slush. brown pants. I guess I kind of like the guy he shish kebabs. Yes. That's good where he picks him up with the two swords. and then Yes. You're probably asking yourself, how could a hero just shish kebab that guy? <laughs> Again, it's got narration again, which is, again, I don't like, but it works so well at this yeah. Maybe I should just I kind of love it. Narration. It's what the a- only time I've really appreciated the narration. Yeah. What about the, um, while he's having the conversation with Colossus and he's on top of um, Francis. Francis, yeah, he's kicking <laughs> he's, he's just, and then just bang, just yeah. pops him in the head. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, too. that was good, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's uh, one of the best films for gory, everything, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's good. Special effects are nice. They're a little bit. Like be, the second one will be much better. You reckon? I thought well, it was fine. I assume they'll, they'll, they'll throw some more money yeah, in that kind of stuff. Now that it's proven to be a now successful that it's a formula. formula, yeah. Yeah. Because it came out, like, the first, this one came out Valentine's Day last year and they did a lot of Valentine's Day marketing in the lead up to, like, they did, take on right. dates with yeah. your missus to see Deadpool and there was a boy's Yeah, play. he did that thing where he's, like, selling it as a romantic comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Uh, I'd recommend. Date. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yep. Recommend. Do it. Three recommends all around. Yeah. Very nice. So there you go. So Megs is the only one that picked a. Oh no, I picked a good movie too. Oh wait, Shane's the only one that picked it. I feel like I've picked <laughs> a good movie every episode. Oh, you would. Um, I mean, you watched Anacondas, right? Which one? <laughs> well, the one. Which we, one of the thirty-seven? <laughs> I've made you watch two now, three now, because yeah. we did the second one as well. Yes, we did. We, I just need to get you to watch the. Mi- I don't actually the, mind. The you second haven't one. seen the best one, the <laughs> third Hasselhoff. one with David Hasselhoff in it. Yeah. <laughs> We'll find a way. That's Wait, the best one. I'll strangely, next it. week we'll be doing movies with David Hasselhoff. Yes, yes. <laughs> Se- segway. Speaking of movies, next of next, next episode. Movie. Yeah, uh, we, we we got a listener suggestion. Another, um, another phone in topic. Another yeah. phone in topic, and has suggested movies uh, movies made by Rob Zombie, which is cool. I'm down for that because you're down with. The I sickness. love horror films. <laughs> nice. Uh, and Rob Zombie is a very hit and miss filmmaker with me. Like he's made some mm. really stu- good stuff I've enjoyed uh, and a lot of stuff I think is just terrible. And you're, you're a big horror fan. So. Big horror fan. So I'm also a huge fan you are of a fan thriller horror, and horror, yeah. 100%. Um, and you could take it or leave it really. I've never seen any Rob Zombie films but I listen to his tunes. Yeah. So uh, Dame is our listener who's going to join us. I've, I've, I've coerced him into joining us. Hi, Dame. Looking forward down. to meeting you. Yep. So he'll be pretty pumped about that. Um, I've chosen to do uh, Devil's Rejects, which is sort of a sequel to A House of a Thousand Corpses, which was one of his first. He directed a lot of um, video clips and stuff before he yeah. got into film. Yes. There's a couple of shorts and stuff as well. But I don't think you guys have seen really any of his stuff. Not really. No. None. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to do Halloween, Halloween especially yeah. for that. So he, he sort of tried to reinvigorate that franchise with a couple of them. Mm. What were you going to go with? I'm going to go with 31. Okay. That's right, 31. That's a more recent. Mm. 2016. Film, 2016. We'll see how the flavours developed over time. Hmm. Yeah, we'll it'd be an interesting one. What's Rob Zombie's shtick? Like, what's his background? What's he? Oh, well, he's a musician. Musician, yeah. Is like a drug addict? What's the band called? He, uh, Ozzy White Osbourne. Zombie. White Zombie. O- Ozzy Osbourne times. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I really know. know music. I think he did like a bit of a doco on him or something. Maybe. Pretty sure. Mm, I mean, you're the music yeah, sort yeah, of expert. No, he definitely did. Okay. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, if it wasn't in a movie soundtrack, I probably don't. Or right, recorded in the late 90s, I probably don't know. Mm. You've just reminded me as well, we really need to get onto our mockumentary theme because I just have a hankering to do Spinal Tap. Yeah, it's been a long watch. I'm due for a watch on Spinal Tap. Mm. Put that down on the list. <sighs> Speaking so of that, let, if let, Betty Pink yeah, Let us know has, if you'd like yeah, us to do a mockumentary. Yeah. yeah, get on the socials, give us your feedback. If you have a topic suggestion, I've had a few people up. contact me, which I'll, I'll run, run by awesome. you. Awesome. Themes, so... Can't wait to hear the other ones. Yeah, we'll have some. We'll try and coerce people if they suggest a theme to come on the show. We shouldn't have to coerce them. They should be bursting, chomping <laughs> yeah. at the bit, commenting well, every day. Ryan Reynolds tweeted me about coming on the show, but I told him to message you. So yeah, I was hoping yeah, you got your letter written in blood. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, was I miss how the got characters. A got him, but I'm all about the slicing of the papers, man. <laughs> that would just be well, I swear. <laughs> uh, I guess contact us. You know the. Know the drill. drill. So contact us uh, Facebook and Twitter, Scene Three Podcast, with the number three. So S C E N E three podcast. Sweet. Uh, and send us an email. Same thing. Scene Three Podcast at Gmail. Can people post com. on the Facebook page? Yeah, of course, right? they, they can. can right. Facebook I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So we've been getting some suggestions. Yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't sure. I was just uh, yeah, post on the Facebook. Yeah. Post away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tweet absolutely. away. Tag, share, like, whatever other things your kids do. Yep. Totes. Yep, yep, toads and goats. Oh, jelly. So I know all the young people. Now I've, I've lost over two hours of my life from high fidelity. It wasn't a full two How hours. How are you going to make it up to both of us yeah. from this what loss? Are you going to wash your car? What is it? Actually, Wait, what have you made me watch? <laughs> have you made me watch something I don't like? I'm going to look yeah. into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe we sorry, should not sorry. on that. Yeah. <laughs> we might make him watch some horrendous things later. That's true. Rain yeah, you, I mean. Have you seen my latest home movie? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, close. Mean, We're good friends now. Four I cups guess. is too many cups. <laughs> That's my one critique of it, all right? Four cups <laughs> is too many. Three, yes. Two, we know is a hit. But three, you know, that is the magic number. Go, go too far with four. Seven minute abs. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I think we should say good night. Good night. See you guys. See you next week.